What's up, beautiful souls? Welcome to this Deeper Truth Healing Hour with me, Reverend LC. I'm grateful to be here spending some of this Saturday night with all of you. This show here tonight is, well, it was inspired last week whenever I premiered the um, episode with Jason Shears. There was some amazing comments going on in the chat, and one of them in particular really stood out to me because there was a question asked by someone who um, was admittedly, admittedly in, in um, a negative space in life, in the place of, you know, a, a relapse. And the question that she asked was, how do I change my negative mindset into a positive mindset? And as we continue to converse in that chat, I just became more and more and more inspired to go back to basics. Because while this has been something I've been working on now for the last almost 10 years, sometimes I have lost sight of what it's like to be in that place of living in a pure negative mindset. And so tonight I want to go back to the very basics of that. So whether we have been living this life, this recovery life for, you know, years or months or days, you know, it, it's always beneficial for us to go back to basics and remind ourselves sometimes, you know, we get caught in the mundane, we get caught in our everyday. And I think one of the things for those of us in long-term recovery is that we can lose sight of working on ourselves on a daily basis in some areas that are very, very important. So I'm grateful that that I got to partake in that chat last week. And I won't mention the name here, um, but they watched our, our uh, live broadcast last week on Recovery Revolution Live. So if you're in the house tonight, know that this is dedicated to you. So that's what we're going to talk about tonight in this Deeper Truth Healing Hour next week. We're going, I'm going to actually premiere a, um, an episode that I taped with the Maroon 5 drummer, Mr. Ryan Dusick, and it turned out to be an amazing episode. It is already available on Spotify and iTunes, but I'm going to premiere the video broadcast of that next weekend at this very same time, and hopefully he's going to get to stop by, and he and I are going to be in the chat with you while you watch the show. And if you have questions there, we're going to answer them. So that's going to be an amazing, amazing time. He's got an amazing story, and I think it's valuable for people like Brian Dusick to share their story of how even someone in what you think is the most privileged situation can still find themselves suffering through mental health, you know, issues and and as just like any of us can turn to substance and alcohol to cope see we got to remember that substance use and it is is just a coping mechanism it is not a moral failing it is not it is not an example of your willpower or lack of strength it is completely a coping mechanism and if we never get to our root issues then we can never truly recover and build new coping mechanisms and new skills. And I also want to say this because this is very important to me. Sobriety does not equal recovery. 
the recovery process starts before abstinence and sobriety even happens. And as we get into this episode tonight, I'm going to take you back a little bit in my story, and I'm going to let you know how my thought processes began to change before sobriety ever came into the picture, how my recovery process began before abstinence and sobriety ever began. So wherever you are tonight in whatever part of your journey, know that you're welcome here. This is a safe space. There is a, this is a non-judgment zone because I see you. I don't see your coping mechanism. I see you for you. And I promise you, if I got up from my give up, to create a life I love, I guarantee you there'll be something in this video that can help you tonight do exactly the same thing. In the meantime, if you are looking for an inspirational story and an inspirational read, make sure you pick up my beautiful friend Pamela Topjian's book, I Didn't Come This Far to Only Come This Far. She's got some amazing original art and journals and different things, some me time teas that she's selling. Go to Amazon and type in Pamela Topjian right there. Make sure you get this book. She's made it affordable for everyone. And, you know, it's an amazing story of how to really continue to strive in your life and, and run towards your dreams. This is your experience. You got to live it the way you want to. And so I'm going to reference some other books in tonight's um, in tonight's video that I will also put up the links for if you want to pick those books up. But for now, if y'all are ready to get into this deeper truth, deeper truth, healing hour. With me, Reverend LC, I'm ready to, so let's go. What's going on, beautiful souls? Welcome to this Saturday night deeper truth healing hour with me reverend lc i'm so grateful to be here i got pamela topchin my beautiful friend my soul sister in the house lisa goldberg good to see you here if anyone else is here and commenting the stream yard only shows me so many so keep on commenting the more that you comment the more they'll pick up that you are a return commenter i've learned and will start to show me your comments but I really hope that this video will 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 make itself valuable for however long it remains in the in the ethos in in the online universe because I think it's valuable for us to talk about how to start to create a positive mindset in a positive way and we're not talking about toxic positivity where we just avoid negative feelings or we av avoid try to avoid our lives and our experience. You know, there's there's a big difference in, in, in these things. But creating a positive mindset helps you in, in every area of your life and not just your recovery process, but your life in general. It affects your health in many ways. It affects your relationships and it greatly affects your experience. You see, I was addicted to suffering I didn't know I was addicted to suffering. I didn't know that that was my comfort zone because I didn't know words and, and phrases like comfort zones and different things. I just knew I was stuck in a loop that I couldn't seem to get out of. 
And and I before, like I was saying in the beginning in the intro of this video, before I ever stepped into a place of sobriety, my recovery process began because the recovery process is a healing process. It is not just about trying to fight the the triggers and, and to try to stay substance free with all your might, you know, because that is not necessarily all that there is to this journey. I knew for me that I had to find some type of deeper healing. I didn't know any words about recovery. I didn't know the difference at that time. You know, we're working on April will make 10 years in this recovery journey. But when I started way back then, I didn't know phrases like recovery or I didn't differentiate the two. I, I thought clean and sober and I hate using those words. And I think we as a collective, we have to really get serious about, you know, our wording. And we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight, too, how our wording actually affects our belief systems and how our belief systems are affecting our lives on a minute to minute basis. Um, and, and what we say out of our mouth really creates very subconscious belief systems. So when we use words like clean, the brain automatically implies that there's something dirty about you. And we know that addiction is a disease of shame. It is a shame loop that plays and plays and plays. And it reminds you all the time of every place that you're failing in your life. But going back to way back then when I first began this journey, in the moment when I was standing there waiting for that that shot to take effect. You know, I was fresh out of jail. I was miserable. My life was falling apart. I had already decided to get back into treatment, but there was this there was a gap. And in that gap, you have to keep surviving. And you know, there I was days away from treatment, just out there barely surviving. I've just been sprung from jail. I'm sick. I, I you know, I, I'm just desperate to feel better physically, emotionally, in every way. And as I'm standing there waiting for that, you know, that to take effect, I remember the moment that it did take effect. And the first thought that I had was I'm going to lose everything again for this feeling. I can't keep going this way, but something else has to change. I can't just take away the substance and expect my life to be okay because I was standing in the midst of a nine-month relapse after staying heroin free for 15 years, but, you know, not free of other opiates and other substances. I was still coping in those ways. I was just justifying them to myself. <clears throat> and that's a whole nother process. But what, what was so important to me in that process was that I knew that I had to do something different. And inherently, instinctively, I knew that it had to start in my head and in my heart. 
there were themes that continuously kept me in a place of going back that I had become truly aware of. And so there was a decision that I had to make that night in that very moment. You know, when you explain that moment out, it sounds like it took 30 minutes or an hour. And it all of this happened in inside of me within just mere minutes. And I knew in that moment that something had to be different, that me going back into treatment this time had to be different. And I was willing to do whatever it took to get the healing that I deserved. But I also knew that it started in my mind. So I started becoming conscious and that's where we're going to start. We go back to basics. If you want to start to create a positive mindset, we got to start looking at our thoughts. Thought is the thought is the mother of all things that we see, all actions we take and all beliefs that we believe. Our thoughts are what begins that. Everything, if you look around you, everything that you see began as a thought in someone's mind. The thoughts then went into their words, their words went into their beliefs, and their beliefs led into actions. It's a process. So I first had to become conscious of my unconscious thinking. What is it unconsciously that I seem to be thinking the most. And what I started to find out was that my thought process truly stayed locked in the place of, I am just a failure. I can't do anything right. I can't get this. No matter how hard I try, I want to be the best husband and I'm not. I want to be the best dad and I'm not. I want to be the best son, and I'm not. So what's wrong with me? Now, even as I just say those thoughts to you, I feel the old feelings in my body where I was just heavy, shoulders drawn up. You know, there is a physiological reaction to our thought processes. And so I had to start slowing down. And start looking and going, being as general as possible because I was doing this on my own. I didn't have anyone that was guiding me through this. I was just having to look over my life. And I had been in active addiction for 22 years, more than half my life at that time. So I could see that there were themes. I knew that I was carrying a lot of trauma and my thought processes were on a constant loop of that trauma. I replayed it in my head all of the time because my thoughts allowed me to know that I was a victim. My thought processes said, I am a victim of life. You know, I, I it, with the belief system that I was God's little joke, there's not too many other things that you can believe or think. And so in those thoughts, I started just becoming conscious. I started becoming aware also of the triggers that would surround those thoughts. And because I continuously experienced failure 
what I saw as complete and utter failure and the inability to to achieve goals that I set out for myself from my and let's remember that I'm talking from the point of view of that time because I'm going to show you in just a little while how none of that was true but I couldn't see it so I started to to really become aware of all of that and started to look at when those triggers really came up and and if we know that 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 thoughts are also the beginnings of emotions as we are thinking over all of those things we are involving our emotions and so if we're involving our emotions in our phys our physiology then we're all in and it is, it is all begin it, it all begins in thought and so i guess the reason I'm, I'm saying it like this is I need people to really understand how important our thought life is to our entire health and well-being, how important our thought life is to our entire recovery process and program, and how important our thought life is in basically everything we experience. <clears throat> when we go on, say, Facebook or YouTube or, or any, I, I guess, any type of website uh amazon whatever you're looking for there will be uh, there will be a little spot that that says the word filters and you can narrow down what you're looking for by the filters you can put a price point in those filters you can put a color in those filters you can create filters and that's what this algorithm is going to show you and what I began to start learning about my thought processes is that I was setting certain thought processes as my filters. And that it, I could not see, my life continued to show me. <coughs> I'm not sure what you're talking about there, Mary Huffman. Love you, though. Um, um, my life continued to show me the filters of which were coming through my thoughts. My thoughts were my filters. So when I believed I was being victimized by the system, by myself, by my life, by my family, then life had no other choice but to continue to show up for me in that way. <clears throat> That's right. Let, let me give. So Mary Huffman has just reminded me if, if any of you are here on on this online recovery platform, especially on Facebook, you got to know the masterful and amazing Maddie Jablonski. He is my mother, my brother from a whole different mother. And I do want to take a moment to wish him and congratulate him on six continuous years in recovery. I've seen an amazing change in him. He knows exactly what I'm talking about here tonight. There is no way to achieve a successful recovery if you do not start at the basics of your thought life. So congratulations to you, man. I love you more than you can ever know. And I'm so proud of you and all you're doing with the point of change. So I'm sure all of you already know Maddie Jablonski and the point of change. But if you don't make sure that you check him out there on Facebook at the point of change, Maddie is an amazing human being. And, and this is the thing, you know, to, to be able to celebrate six years at six years and watch your life transform, you have to really begin 
with taking our mindset out of that negative place and moving it to a positive place. And so there were times during my act still in active use when I would see people getting things like a paycheck on Fridays and paying their bills and, and having stability in their life and being able to buy themselves, you know, basic needs. And, and, and I was so envious of that because, you know, as a 22 year full on active inactive addiction, my money could never go to anything but that. And so my thought processes when I would see this while still in active addiction would be, I really wish that I could live a life like that. I really wish I could live a basic, quiet, go to work, get a paycheck, come home, you know, have, have a home and, and just have a normal life. And, you know, it's amazing how we begin to set things in motion before they ever come to us. You know, the power of thoughts are that as just as much as we can engage our our emotions and our thoughts and our and our physiology with negative, we can also engage them with positive. So we had to start you got to start becoming aware of those thought processes that you're in. I urge you to write them down. I know it's not, I know that you're not always in a place that you have a pen and a paper and, and journal and all that stuff. And I'm trying to, I'm trying to make this so basic that you can do this anywhere. Most of us have a phone and, and I personally, I write a lot of notes in my phone. So, you know, maybe if you can, have that moment where you can start to become aware of thoughts that continuously play in your mind and maybe jot one of them down in your phone, you know, that in a note that, that you understand. And, and if you can start to first become aware of them, because you can't fix something you're not aware is a problem, you know, that, that, that is a, a number one truth. You can't fix something that you don't see as a problem. So, you know, you got to start being able to notice and first become aware of those thought processes and start with just one. Don't try to change your entire life in one day. Don't try to change your entire life in one, you know, one big fail swoop of everything. I'm going to change everything today. Don't try to do that. You know what I mean? Start basic. This is this is your experience, your life. And if this is going to be how your this is going to be your new lifestyle, it's going to take you some time to change it. You didn't get in a negative place overnight. You're not going to get out overnight, but you can start to make these small changes that can change your experience. Because, again, <clears throat> our thought processes, our emotions have everything to do with our physical health. When we are in a state of dis-ease, we are in a state of generally living through trauma we're not aware of, living through belief systems that are so subconscious that we don't even realize how at play they are, and, and thought processes that often energize these beliefs or reiterate them. Or 
what our next process is because when we go from thoughts we got to go to words what are we saying and so this is so vital to creating a whole healthy and happy life <clears throat> and we got to start paying attention to what our filters are um lately i've been so inspired I, I guess because my wife is so precious to me and there's been you know I, I know that she's she's had so many health problems over the years and so it became really really important to me to start to understand how <clears throat> our mindset and 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 just how we are a whole being we are a trinity being we are a mind body spirit being and it all encompasses each other and, and so i've really been doing a lot of i've done a lot of study in the area of of health and how it's associated with emotion beliefs and words and and you know i was talking to her this morning and as many modalities of healing that there are in the world as many different avenues of recovery as they as there are in the world there is one absolute life-changing truth that can affect all of them and that is to really and truly begin to become acquainted with gratitude so gratitude is a much, it seems like it's a very overused word at this point, an overused phrase in, in today's climate. And so there can be a lot of cynicism when somebody mentions gratitude. But I want to talk to you a little bit about what I mean about gratitude. I'm not necessarily referring to <clears throat> the type of gratitude where you sit down and make a list where you're forcing yourself to be grateful for something that maybe you just aren't. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to talk to you tonight about faking it until you make it. While that works for some people, it doesn't work for everyone. Sometimes your, sometimes your mind, your brain can be so fixed in a state of belief that if you try to tell it something that's, that's, too far the opposite it'll just reject it and that's when cynicism will come in and that's when you'll get places you'll you'll get statements like toxic positivity and all of that so i want to explain to you what i mean about gratitude because this is a gratitude process that is guaranteed to change your your life it is guaranteed to start creating new filters within you and it is it is, it is just taking a moment, five minutes. I like to do it first thing in the morning because I've learned that if I, I, if I set my day up in, in that space, then I'm more likely to spend the majority of my day in that space versus waking up to think about what I got to do today and, and, or, or pick up what I w went to bed thinking about. So I always, I mean, there is not a day that goes by that I don't start my day in gratitude and I don't end my day in gratitude, but I'm not talking about being grateful for my car and I'm not talking about being grateful for my family because sometimes those things can really bring up 
negative emotions. And we don't want to bring those two together. So we need to focus on something that's pure gratitude inducing. So I would urge you to, I would urge you to sit for five minutes and truly connect with something that is far beyond you that can be so awe-inspiring that you can't help but become completely involved in. One thing I like to use is oxygen. I like to use the processes of my body. So I don't have an oxygen level that I'm having to worry about. Is there going to be enough oxygen for my breath, my neck to take my next breath? Um, you know, I don't have, I don't see oxygen and yet I just know that it's there. I'm so grateful that I do not have to breathe myself that I, my body as, is as, as a creation is so just completely complex and amazing that I become in awe of a creator that could create such an intricate system that will keep me alive and keep me breathing and and I don't even have to do anything and I sit there until I really begin to get lost in that type of gratitude because for all the things I gotta do in this day I don't have to do that and that's one thing that I can just be absolutely in pure gratitude for not the word gratitude, but the emotion gratitude. And whether it's your heart beating, you don't have to beat your heart. It's going to beat. It was created to beat. And you just get to sit there and absorb the divinity that is you. Regardless of whether you do it from a park bench or you do it from a nice home. Whether you do it, it doesn't matter where you are in your life. The likelihood is, is you've already started thinking about getting into recovery. You've probably likely already started thinking thoughts like, man, I can't live this way anymore. I wonder what it would be like to just have a different life. If you're going through health issues, you've probably already started thinking about, I wonder what it would be for my body to just be healed and healthy. How would I, you know, what would it be like if, you know, whatever I have going on wasn't going on? But sometimes in, in health areas, and I'm not going to veer off on this too much. I'll do something special on this if y'all want me to. But, but sometimes in health issues, if we stay focused on that one part that's, that's bothering us or that part that seems to be, you know, getting in the way of, of whole and healthy, we energize it more. Even if we're saying, I wish this didn't hurt or I don't like that this hurts. I want this to stop hurting. Often we're still energizing it. So the suggestion is, is go to a part of your body like your heart, like your breath and start to become grateful for that place in you that is healthy, that is working, that is doing well. And just start to become aware. So we got to start becoming aware of those thoughts and those thought processes. Sometimes you'll catch them when you first start in them. Sometimes you'll catch them when you're already down, you know, deep into it. 
And sometimes you won't catch it at all. Maybe you won't catch it for hours and you've already moved past it. And then sometimes you'll start to catch that environmental or circumstantial trigger that would normally take you down that loop of thought. So there it is. Gratitude will change your life. It is, it, is a, it is a process versus a practice. Don't start trying to create a practice, so to speak, that will bring up play, that will bring up the minds wanting to reject it. It, it. You know, we build discipline. I think the best way to build discipline is unknowingly. Because for me, I'll rebel against it. If I say I'm going to discipline myself to drink water every single day. I will not. I will not. And then the old shame loop will start up and go, oh, you know, Elsie, you really should be drinking some water. I don't know what's wrong with you that you, you say you're going to drink water, but you just never do. Eh, we don't want to start that. We don't want to start that. We can build discipline by building up value for that in which we are trying to create. So we're not going to do anything whether we know the system, we can know the success blueprint to whatever it is. But until it becomes valuable to us, we will not really begin to create the steps and the ways to, to follow that blueprint. It's got to become important. It's got to become valuable. And right now, if you're trying to start to create a positive mindset, then it has to become valuable to you to do so. And I promise you, it will change your life. I, I can't say this enough. I'm just living proof of it. I, my life, my most of my life was lived in a, just a pure negative mindset. I just thought that I was so flawed that I could not come back from it. I was angry that I had gone through so much abuse. I was angry at my, at being born different. I was angry at all of that because all I wanted was a normal life. So when I what I'm telling you here, I promise you is coming straight from my heart from experience, lived experience. And I would not tell you something that I didn't truly know works. And the thing like I said I know is gratitude works for everybody. There's no person that can say gratitude didn't work for me. Gratitude changes your filters. It may not change your life overnight, but it begins to open your eyes, your internal eyes up to new filters in the world. Because little by little, your perception will begin to change. Your whole life is not ruined because this moment in time is, is negative. Your whole life is not ruined because you got a felony. That's that negative loop. But the reality is, is you're still here and you still have a chance. And whatever you're dreaming of in your life, you can achieve. You wouldn't have it in you if it wasn't possible for you. And so start to bring your thoughts around that and start to notice when you begin, you know, this whole little process, start to notice where it's working. Start to give yourself those attaboys. Start to start to really celebrate those moments where you shifted your thoughts around, where you started asking a different question. When you find yourself in that negative thought, ask yourself a different question. Is there another way to look at this? 
is this the truth or is this my filter? I started this in traffic. It was so simple. I started in traffic when the guy would cut me off and I would feel so offended and emotional and angry about it. I would start to ask myself, is there a different story that surrounds this? This person doesn't know me. So how can they personally attack me in this vehicle if they don't know me? But my mind was telling me different. So start basic with whatever you're you're working on. All right. So then in building a positive mindset, we got to move from our thoughts. We got to move to our words. What are you saying? What is your common theme of talking about? When somebody asks you how you're doing, what's your stock answer? Not the lie that you tell, but what do you what story do you start telling first? Do you tell the story of your current filters, which is, well, I'm, I'm broke and I'm not doing very well or, you know, my body's breaking down on me. And if it wasn't for bad luck, I'd have no luck. And, and I mean, what are you telling yourself? What are you telling others? You know, it's 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 I use it with I use that example when other people ask you the question of how you're doing, you know, and even if you say fine begin to notice what thoughts come up what do you really want to say when someone asks you that what's what starts to happen in your mind but start to pay attention to your words what are you prophesying over yourself and over your life and again like i said this so started for me before before sobriety came in the picture i started wishing and visualizing and thinking about a new life I didn't realize that was out was what I was doing, but I was because I would see people getting their paychecks and I would see them paying their bills and I would see them, you know, being able to go to a store and, and buy the things they wanted. And so I, I wanted that. I, I visualized myself in that space, like I said, unknowingly, but that's what I started doing. And sure enough that the life I live today is the life that I dreamed about then, which gets me excited because that means that the life I'm dreaming about now, I will, I will find myself in the physical, you know, those manifestations will become physical just like my life today is. And so what are your words about yourself? What are your words about your life what are the words you're saying about your health your wealth your your family your your love your attachment style your recovery what are you saying are you saying i'll never get it are you saying well you don't know my story are you saying yeah but but you don't know how bad it was for me are you saying yeah but i've already ruined my life what are you saying and can you change those words around don't lie. I'm not asking you to lie. I'm not asking you to lie to yourself. I'm asking you to start to be more positive about what you say about yourself. I'm asking you to, to change it up just a little bit. As you change through your gratitude, begin to allow your words to follow. We all have patterns. My wife and I were talking about this 
I think yesterday or the day before when we were talking about how when we were in active addiction, we had become so accustomed to being the victim or, or I don't even know the words to use, honestly, but we had become so accustomed to having the sad story that that was all we knew to tell. If you ask me how I was doing, I could lay out a thousand negative things about my life. And, and because those were my filters. And so now through the process of recovery and healing so many things and realizing that I am not a victim of my life. I am the liver of my experience. This is my experience. I get to hold the power of how I experience it. I don't control life. I don't control circumstances. I don't control the weather. I don't control those things. But what I do control is my experience of it all. And I was tired of suffering for no other reason but to suffer. And that became valuable enough to me to begin to change and heal. Now, there is not in all of this that we're talking about tonight, there is not a destination that you get to that you will never experience negativity, that you will never experience negative thoughts coming up in your mind. There will never be a day that you get it 100% all the time. You still may call yourself a dumbass. You still may do something and call yourself stupid. You still may do some of those things. But the difference when you start this healing process is you become aware of it. And maybe you don't believe it as much this time as you did when you used to say it before. Maybe you catch it right away and say, why did I just say that? Why did I just call myself that name? I'm not dumb. Because what we say over and over becomes our mantra. It becomes our, it, it, be, it just becomes the mantra of our life. So what we think over and over and over becomes a belief and what we say over and over becomes a prophecy. And you cannot wish for a great life and have negative thoughts along with negative words and negative belief systems about yourself and experience that positive life. It can't happen. Not because life doesn't want it to happen but because it can't go against you. So watch what you're saying. Start to become conscious of those unconscious belief systems because often that is what stands in our way of reaching the success that we truly want. You got to believe that you deserve it. <clears throat> I know there's a lot of systems in our world that teaches us how unqualified um, we are or or um, unworthy we are and we can get caught in those things but but you are a divine creation you are a breath of god in human form and do you limit that creator regardless of the name or belief system you have around that would you limit that creator if not you cannot limit yourself let nothing be off the table for you. If you can dream it, you can achieve it. And let's just say you don't and you die trying. 
So what? You were running after positive dreams. It is not the achieving of it that makes you successful. It is the willingness to continue to get up every day and move towards it that makes you successful. And I don't know about y'all, but I've gotten to many of those destinations and found out that it wasn't all that I thought it was going to be. And in fact, the majority of the substance and the gratitude that I hold happened in the journey. Because the journey leading up to the dream always ends up being so exciting and probably a little more exciting than just the accomplishing of it. We are made to continuously be in a growth process. And so we can embrace that. And I think about that whole 87th problem talk and saying that it's the fact that we think we're not supposed to have problems that is our only real problem. You know, life is going to be life. But again, it's how you go through it is going to be up to you. And when you suppress your emotions, you suppress your immune system. When you suppress, you know, trauma and, and shame and guilt and all of that, and you don't let it come up and you don't let it heal properly in a, in a positive manner, then you are suppressing all of that into the body. And the body if it is sick, is letting you know that somewhere in there, there's a belief system that is harming you and it's giving you, our body is a great teller of what, you know, what, what is, what it's saying, what it needs, you know, what an intricate system we live in. Ooh, I mean, this, this, this vehicle is amazing if you really sit down and get lost in the awe of how it works. It, it's just tremendous. I mean, when you cut yourself immediately, your body goes to heal and, and scabbing over and, and, and it does its process. Well, it does that on the inside too. But those inside things we can heal with, with, with the proper help and the proper guidance and and it begins with changing your mindset so if we got thoughts and then we got words then our words lead to action so thoughts lead to beliefs beliefs lead lead to words and our words ultimately lead to our actions we can't just think our way into a successful and positive life we have to be willing to take the action to that, that i always say the divine inspired action to move in the directions that we need. We cannot get sober, so to speak, by laying on the couch wishing we could get sober. At some point, we have to take the action steps. We have to take the action steps. And so take that divine positive action. Sometimes it's going, you're you're going to 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 feel like you are, you're supposed to take an action, then it's not going to work out the way you thought it was. And you're going to be tempted to say that you can't trust your own intuition. And that's not true. Maybe it, the reason that you needed to take that action at that time just hasn't shown up yet. But learn how to take positive action in the direction towards those things that you dream 
to be, to have, to hold, to experience, to love. You know, we are, we are, we're made up of these intricate systems, you know, from our thoughts to our beliefs, to our words and our ability to speak life into people as well as death into ourselves. We are the most amazing creatures on earth. We're, we're born to be in connection with one another. We're born to be in community. You can't just drop a, a newborn in a room and say, okay, grow up. You know, it's not the way it's, it's meant to be. And for some of us, maybe our beginning didn't start out so great. Maybe it didn't start the way we believe it should have. But if you're hearing my words at whatever time and, and you have breath in your body, there is absolute hope for you to change your experience. And let me, must, let me say this to you as well. Nobody else can change it but you. Whether you believe in, in a religious God, whether you believe in something else, even that being can't come in and just change your thought. You have to embrace what's being given to you. You have to embrace it. You have to take the action to become aware of your thoughts. You have to take the action to begin to make that gratitude that real head, heart, connected gratitude, you have to take those actions. And that part is up to you. Many people will miss their calling in this life because fear told them they can't take the action or they passed up the action. Just because there is something that you're meant to do here doesn't necessarily mean you'll take the action to do it. But I believe... And, and I believe and declare that if you're watching this, this video now, that you are here and guided here for a purpose because there's something within you that wanted to hear this information or wanted to know this information. And now you are going to let it, let it marinate down into your soul. And you're going to divinely now take the action because you want to, because it's valuable to you. People don't, don't watch videos like this for more than three minutes if there, there's not something that they want from information this way, it's not to come and look at me with my worry bump. That's not, that's not what you're here for. There's just obviously something in here that resonates in you and that says that you can do it too. I'm just a vessel. And I can only tell you my lived experience, but you absolutely like it. It, it says in the intro, that you are capable and you are absolutely worthy. And as long as you have life left in your body, it is not too late for you. It is not. You can have the life that you love. You can create the life that you love. In fact, you're not going to have it unless you create it. So please get up from your give up. And create a life you love. If I can do it, I promise you, you can do it. Now, if you have any questions or specifics, you know, write those in the chat. I do my best to go back through there. And I have great friends here that 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 will often 
bring to my attention if I've missed a comment or something. We go, we're we're on live on so many different platforms that sometimes I do miss them, but I promise you if it's meant to get to me, it will. And if not, someone else may see it and they can answer it of their experience. Share your experience, no matter how trivial you may think it is. It could be the exact information that changes another human being's life. You never know. It's not for us to know sometimes. We just got to do it. But I do want to offer you a couple resources that if you are wanting to start a, an amazing relationship with gratitude, then my good friend Remy Storak has written a beautiful book named An Arsenal of Gratitude, Waging War on Mediocrity and Regret. Um, and you can get that book. Um, let me put his link up. He is on Instagram, and I I know that there's a link to this book in his Instagram. And I'm telling you, this is one of the greatest, the greatest assets to my relationship with gratitude. I mean, I love this book. Every page of it holds tremendous information and inspiration and motivation. It is an amazing resource. So I urge you pick it up, an arsenal of gratitude. And you can go to Instagram at Remy Storak and get the link to his book. Also, one of my greatest resources, and those of you that have been here before, you know how much I love this book and it's so torn and tattered because I use it all the time. This is my third copy. In fact, the 12 universal laws of success by uh, Herbert Harris. And of course I didn't put that link in here, but I can type it in the chat when it's over. Um, Herbert Harris, it just lays out to me, it's less about success you know, and, and more about just life success, less so much about, yeah, it talks about money and business and stuff too, but it really lays out, you know, a, a lot about this. Oh gosh, I, I open this up to the law of command. Now we're talking about words. We're talking about thoughts. I'm going to read this right here to you. The fourth universal law of success is the universal law of command. The universal law is stated at numerous places throughout the Bible. Thou shalt decree a thing, and it shall be established unto thee. Job twenty two twenty eight. A person shall have whatsoever they saith. Mark eleven twenty three. Command ye me. Isaiah forty five eleven. I, I mean, look. One of the most important keys to success is your ability to use the universal law of command to get what you want and desire in life. By applying this universal law, you can stimulate the universal cosmic forces that make desires and dreams manifest in reality. The law of command is applied throughout the Bible. For example, according to the first chapter of Genesis, the world was spoken or commanded into existence. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God said, let there be a ferment, and, and it was so. And God said, let the waters under the heaven, and it was so. The universal law of command is most often expressed as the universal law of affirmation. To affirm means to declare or state positively. To make a statement, confidently declaring it to be true. An affirmation is a statement in which you declare a desired outcome to be true, a fact. Applying the universal law of command, thou shalt decree a thing, your affirmation, and it, the desired outcome, shall be established unto thee. It will happen. It will manifest in your life. So 
I'll read you just the example. If you wish to eliminate financial challenges from your life, the first step is to change your thinking about your financial condition. This thought renewing process can be started by affirming over and over with feeling I am financially secure. It is affirming or commanding that financial security as though you had already attained it conditions your thinking and stimulates your feelings and this sets the stage to manifest the very outcome you are affirming i love this book so much i just love it so much and i love it even more now because i've put i've run all the experiments as my brother jason rudin says i've run the experiments and the experiments work and sometimes i still fall back because let me tell you about this big bold thing this is worry this is worry when i get into a place that i feel like i can't control the situation and i worry about little things like money this is money i'll call this week two of money because i have one above it that just healed from two weeks ago's money worry but it's not like you get hold of this information and you run these experiments and you run this practice and you are never going to have to take the actions. You know, sometimes we're, I mean, we're human beings and we got to give ourselves a break. But if this can come up on my skin because of emotional worry within me, that's the body expressing that it is in a state of disease. Now, if I don't pay attention to this and I continue down the path of worry and fear, number one, what I fear will come upon me. And number two, eventually this outward appearance of some kind of, hey, your body is not liking this will become an internal state of disease. And so I urge you to please Take control of your experience as much as you can and start to become aware when your body and your, your surroundings begin to tell you that this line of thought is not helping us. And create the life you love and get the help you need. You know, make sure that, that you are utilizing healing modalities. You know, my good friend Pamela Topchian is an amazing hypnotherapist. She has offered for all these years a free sample, I mean, a free full session of hypnotherapy to any one of our audience members that reach out to her. So that means anybody watching this video can contact her and give something like that a try. Reach out for many different things. The, the the process of recovery is an and process. You know, maybe you go to 12 step and you go to therapy and you go to whatever else and you do hypnotherapy and you do that. This is an and. This is an and. This is not a this is it. This is an and this and that and this. Get the help you need. If you want to try out hypnotherapy, then get in touch with Pamela. Tell her you heard it here. She's a tremendous resource. You know, there will always be people that will show up in your life that can be a resource to you. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you so much, Mary Huffman, for all that you do here. I love you. I pray that you are well. 
Um, we got to talk soon. Lisa, thank you for being here. Pamela Topchin, thank you for being here. I miss a Pam V, one of the most beautiful humans on the planet. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Rachel Dahmer. I'm sorry that I missed you. Um, I pray that you are well. I know that you've been going through some health problems and, you know, you're always in my thoughts and my prayers. I'm always sending you loving and healing energy. Just, just boom. There it is. Grab it up and get it. Remember, you're capable and you're worth it, Rachel. You know, there's a long history with a lot of us that have deep internal trauma and shame. And I want you to know that you're perfect. You are perfect as you are. You are made exactly the way you're supposed to be made. And I need you to come to a place of radical self-acceptance. Radical self-acceptance. That way we can move your body out of a state of dis-ease. You deserve to be absolutely healthy, happy, and whole. My brother, Jason Rudine. I love that cat. Join us every Thursday night. Now, live, I get to sit with these beautiful human beings. Brett, Ashley, Jason, JR, sometimes when he gets to be there. I'm so honored to be amongst them. That's every Thursday night. You can check out Jason's podcast, The Way Out Podcast, on iTunes and everywhere else. Bonnie Blades, what an amazing godmother of recovery this whole recovery movement bonnie blades is just a, mm, an amazing warrior in the house sharesh varma thank you for being here sir absolutely absolutely let me make sure i didn't miss him brian woodland another of the godfathers of this movement i love you man thanks for hanging out with me if there's anyone else here lacy Thank you for sticking in here from Atlanta, Georgia. Almost eight years of sobriety. Keep rocking that sober life, you amazing recovery warrior, you. If there's anyone here that I haven't called out or missed, it's because StreamYard only shows me so many, but know that you are capable. You are worth it. And I'm telling you, if you got breath in your body and a dream in your heart, you can achieve it. All right, y'all. Remember, come back next Saturday night. It's going to be the premiere of the Ryan Dusick Maroon 5 founding drummer. It'll be his episode here. We got into some great talks. We talked a lot about trauma and thoughts and healing, and it's just an amazing episode. So make sure you join me back here, same time, same places. And until then, y'all have the most amazing week possible and just know that you can always get up from your give up and create a life you love. Until next time. Bye, guys.